listen to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Aaron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned for episode 231. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, you've been getting into anything interesting this week? Yeah, one a little animation uh, uh, bent this week. I saw um, both uh, uh, Arcane and Diabolical. Yes, yes, I definitely caught those this week. Those were really good. Yeah, like, Arcane surprised me, man. Like, uh, I mean, I, I knew League le- league lore was deep, but I just I never really gave a shit. I never really read any of it. So it well, was... This is a reimagining, so this is new. Oh, that's even better, because yeah. I, I had a feeling. I was like, damn, has this shit been there the whole time and I just didn't see it? This, but... <clears throat> the superficial layout of Zaun, Noxious, and, and uh, Piltover... Like, that general layover existed, but, like, yeah. the stories of the individual characters, this is all new. That's dope, man. Like, they, they did a great job of that shit. Like, that shit was, um, that shit surprised me. Like, I, I wasn't really expecting much, but I suppose that's, that's worked to my favor in this in this particular instance. The, I definitely appreciated the newness, because I have delved into some of the uh, lore of Runeterra in the past, which is the uh, League of Legends world. And uh, it's not bad. Um, most of it is in the individual character arc, so. Yeah. And in this, they really did a great job of building up the whole world of of Piltover, um, as well as the lore of the uh, of um, the individual uh, regions and characters. They they really did a great job of of mixing that all together. Yeah, that shit was that shit was pretty sweet. Yeah, and man. Man, there. Shout out to the, whoever they got to do their animation because that 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 studio that that is fucking stellar, man. The the fights, the particle physics, the fucking just oh, yeah. the smoothness of the animation, everything looked fucking great. Um, I I would imagine it might be a riot team. They, oh, do, they do have shit. an animating squad, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it could be, it, it might have been internally produced um, and just distributed through Netflix. Don't quote me, but I I wouldn't be surprised. They were well within, it's well within their capabilities, to say the least. I do like that style that they went with, man. That, that visual style is very, very striking. I like it. Yeah, man. And so, yeah, it, it was a slow burn. Like, the first two episodes, I watched the first two episodes a long time ago, actually. Like, several, I would say, it's almost a couple of months ago, yeah. And uh, definitely did not grab me. Like it was, was interesting, <clears throat> and it was well animated. Mean, there wasn't there wasn't any deep flaws about it. But the first two episodes, it, it it was kind of it was as I said, it was a slow burn for me. But boy, did it pick up, man! Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like I wasn't, I, I wasn't. I was very like, oh, okay, it's not bad. I'm enjoying it for like episode one, episode two. But definitely like, it it, it hits a turning point where like. I guess it's it's the episode before the they end up splitting. Like that's the episode where it hits a turning point where I, where I just became so engaged in the whole show and was like, yo, I got to see what happens next. Let me when at the uh, and and so there's gonna be mild spoilers, but uh, at the point, yeah, when they split, are you referencing violence by by and powder? Yeah. Yes, that scene was was the was kind of the hook for me. 
that's when I bit hook, line, and sinker because I think that's where they that got me shit too. was so emotional because it was a man. And I mean, because both characters, like, like Powder, you know, typical young kid wants to contribute but can never get it right. You know, that 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 storyline typically hits with me. But Vi's story of being the older sister and the struggle of why the fuck yeah. won't you just listen and stop? You're <laughs> you're killing people. At this point, you're killing people. And that's where I really had an emotional, like, I had an, uh, an emotional quandary. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, you're causing other people's lives. At what point do I do I stop putting this idea of I'm your big sister and I'm going to protect you? And I stopped putting it ahead of everyone else's life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, damn. And it was so well animated and voice acted, like everything. And that scene, yeah, it, I yeah, was. I found was it very lit. powerful. That shit was lit and juxtaposed with like, um, like, like the the fight between fucking what is it, Vander and the and the weird mutant thingy. Yeah. Oh, and mutant Vander. Oh man, that, yep. shit, that shit was lit, bro. That shit was super, you know, like. And fucking shout out to uh, Silco, like man, man. he was yo, such a great voice actor, man. Like, yo, we're, we're... everything about Silco's character was so well done. Yo. It was scary, dude. Like even to the end, he I found him sympathetic. And not to mention, like I gotta say, like villains like Silco don't frighten me. They don't elicit the kind of terror that you're supposed to see when you get to villain. Um, it's villains like Jinx and Homelander. That are truly, <laughs> they're truly psychologically, like damage, damage, like and beyond reason. Th- and there is no reason. There's zero reason. Homelander's a sociopath. He does what he does because he wants to be able to murder people and get away with it. And that is terrifying because terrifying because how do you reason with that? And Jinx is delusional to the point where. You can guarantee she's going to see it wrong. You know what I mean? Like, her delusion is such that when you try to reason with her, she will take your reason and contort it into more reasons as to why she's doing these crazy things. And it's like, man, that's terrifying to me, man. I This whole, like, kind of, you know, I, I call it, like, there's the Thanos villains that are just kind of like, you know, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, kinda. You're misguided. I don't think you should kill people, but I see what you're doing. <laughs> there's those villains, and then there's like the American Psycho villains that are just like, oh no, no, you need to deal with this person in a very definitive way, or else they will wreak havoc no matter what. Those villains, those villains, man, they frighten the shit out of me, man. And boy, did Jinx really build that up, man, to the to the crescendo at the very end, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, I love how they um incorporated their ulties into that some of those. Sweet. That was yeah. dope. That was fresh. That I, was I, dope. I enjoyed that a lot. Like when um when uh, uh what the fuck is Pretty Boy's name? Jace. When Jace started whips out the the Hextech hammer and started yes. using it, I was like, oh my nigga, damn. The whole thing, dude. And Vi was just fucking beast mode from day one. She yo, didn't even t- need the gauntlet. Tell me that bro. wasn't Captain America and Iron Man. Give me the shield vibes, yo. <laughs> Give me the shield. <laughs> yo, she was like, yo, come take it. Come take it, nigga. He's like, man, I don't, even, I don't even want them gauntlets. I don't even want them no more. I yeah. don't even want them shit. Some shit's ugly. I'm going to make some better ones later. He knew he didn't want that smoke, bro. He didn't want that smoke. Nah, yo, bro. First of <laughs> all, the pugilist combat in this, sh- in this was brutal, bro. 
when people were fighting, you know, like it was no joke. Yeah, like they really did a great job emphasizing the hits and the like the impacts and shit when 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 the fights were going down. Yeah, the, that uh, especially that first one when when yeah. they got jumped by the rando dudes at the beginning, like yo, Vi's fucking endurance is in. legendary, bro. Definitely. How, yo, some of them hits when her Definitely. and 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 uh, what's her name, Sevilla. Uh, so yeah, something like that. Yo, Silco's right hand uh, uh, compatriot, bro. She was not to be trifled with. Yo. I do like that gauntlet she had. That shit was pretty. Fresh. Oh, nigga, that was her whole arm, bro. That shit was fresh. That was a prosthetic. That shit was crazy when bro, bro well, when uh, Vi broke the prosthetic and she was rolling around <laughs> and she was using her regular arm because her, her her prosthetic was broke. I was like, damn, that's a useless ass prosthetic right there. Yo, that shit was crazy. Yeah, they did. Um, I, oh man, it was done super duper well. Like, I, I, oh man, and fucking Heimerdinger, like, yeah, my heart goes out for Heimerdinger, man, because like, ah, like he was so right all along, but it's just like, it's one of those things where perspectives often doesn't really help. Sometimes, well, sometimes, yeah, between different people, even if you have the different perspective, it doesn't help because. They gotta live their life, and not just that. It, and, and it was, and, and see, it would have been one thing for me if it was them just living their lives, but it was the political intrigue that got me. That it wasn't <laughs> even because it wasn't because this didn't happen because Jace had a plan to actually make everyone's lives better. Jace was convinced to do what he did in 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 usurping power from Heimerdinger, but no, because like, that was that was Mel's, his whole goal. Remember, Mel that's why he started him. It. But Mel had convinced him from the beginning to do that. He never had political ambitions. Him and Victor just wanted to create technology. Yeah, he people. wanted to help people, but you the know, entire thing was how we help people was manipulated by other people. That's my point. And so it would have been one thing if he was if he was just making machines with Victor Heimerdinger. He would have been fine with you know slowly meeting it out to the public through Heimerdinger. But Mel is over here gassing my boy's head up, <laughs> gassing but- him up. Even still, though, like even more to your point, I I still there. I don't think there's a world in which that that technology was going to come out there and remain as naively benevolent as he wanted it to be. It was always oh, going no. to be manipulated yeah. by outside forces. But at least I think that Heimerdinger had the right idea of well, oh, let, yeah. let's wait, let us develop oh, yeah. better technology so that when we release Heimerdinger it, Heimerdinger was always right. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then yo. What up with Echo though? Echo is definitely Echo's fresh my as nigga, fuck. bro. Super fresh, all the way, bro. That's about cleanly my favorite character. You know yeah, what I mean? And that's not even to say the other characters were sick. were badass. His yo, his character arc, his design, his voice. Was he the voice actor who did Miles Morales? I don't believe he so. sounded super duper familiar. Uh, let me double but, check um, on that. Yeah, yo, his character, yo, the the whole arc of. Him growing up with Vi in them, and then him also representing a a, a faction of the Undercity that is combating the the free nation of Zon, quote unquote, that they're trying to build. Like I thought yeah. that, that was super dope. Like, bruh, bruh, I can't wait to see season. There's got to be a season two. Uh, yeah, most likely, I'm sure there is. Yeah, um, man. Uh, Ant- Anthony Del Rio is the guy who voices Echo. Does he have anything else under his belt that we might know? Um, looking here, I'm not quite familiar with a lot of stuff. He's on. S- no, I'm not really seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a look around because I haven't seen his name around before either. Yeah, because his voice, man, he's got that. He's got a really he uh, has a kind of iconic tone to his voice. You know what I mean? Where I can imagine him in a lot of different faces. 
Yeah, he, you know. Well, to me, he sounds like he's got that that teen voice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. I don't want to say your average black teen, but kind of like that. You know, high pitched, young, young African American uh, 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 voice. But yo, kill that shit, bro. Oh, he's um he's Injustice 2's Blue Beetle. Oh, okay. Uh, he has a grip of shit under his belt though, like fucking. <clears throat> Uh, what is that? She's in She-Ra, Star Wars Resistance, Baby Shark's Big Show, Rugrats, Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, wow, he did he for Horizon for, uh, Forbidden West. That's a nice that's a nice placement right there. Yeah, he's also God of War Ascension, Ace Combat Assault, Horizon. Yeah, my man gets around. Okay. And, dude, it's always hilarious to me to see, like, Older people do kids' voices so well. It's just, it's just funny. <laughs> he's not that old. He's like regular, regular. Well, I'm assuming he's late twenties, like, early thirties. Yeah, he's like yeah. twenty something. Yeah, he sounds. He sounded young. Well, when he did Echo, Echo was a little bit younger than that. Um, but yeah, dude, just the whole. I, I love the the lore behind the magic. You know what I mean? The development of hex tech. Uh, then there's also the um, the the whole. I, I think this is going to be a a a little bit of foreshadowing uh for future uh seasons, but conflict with Noxian, Noxious. Yeah, definitely. That's gonna be a big thing. Definitely. Um, Yo, her mom's is uh Is her mom what's her mom? Darda Senior is the shit, bro. Bro, who is she played by? <laughs> She's she played by another thugging. She played she was played by a voice that um I, I felt like I recognized. Let's see here. Uh what's her name? Embe- is that is the mother's name Embessa? I don't know what the. I, think I don't remember her Embessa name. Embessa is the older Madarda's name. Yeah, because they didn't say her name too frequently. They referred to her as she. Ref- well, since Mel was referring to her. Um, yeah, either mother, mother, her title, or by her last name. But since it's not Mel, I'm assuming it's Ellen Thomas. That's the name of the actress who plays. Embessa uh, 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 Embe- Am- Madarda. Mm. Yeah, and then there's the whole storyline of the um techno core with Victor. Like there were so many plot yeah, threads. Yeah, that was super cool. Yo, shout out to Singe, who I didn't recognize until like episode eight. Oh, of course not. <laughs> nah, dude, there was no way to know that I was Singe until I didn't the very recognize end. Recognize until like episode six. I was like, oh shit. But when that nigga said, "Yo, the mutation must survive," I was like, "Yo," and then I realized, like, oh, that's his daughter. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh. That's why the mutation must survive. Got oh. it. Got it. Okay. That's that's this is that, getting real awkward. And that's why he's willing to do everything. I don't care. He doesn't care who or what he experiments on as long as that continues, you know? Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Uh speaking of voice actors, you know fucking Vice played by Haley Steinfeld? Good old oh, yeah. uh, 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 Hawkeye? 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 Yeah, I guess she would be Hawkeye. Kate Bishop herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she did a she did a pretty good job too. She's another one who has I think a very like recognizable voice, and really? and they're using that. You know what I mean? They're building up around her voice, which I think is really I'm glad for her, man. That's a that's an amazing thing to to do for your career. I mean I don't know I didn't recognize her in any of her roles. Really? Well, I didn't, no, I, I didn't recognize, recognize her, her as Vi or as um. I only uh, recognize her as, as Kate Bishop and Vi. I'm assuming that those are her first two big placements i don't know what she did before no her first big one is spider gwen from into the spider verse oh okay yeah dude that's yeah her voice dude yeah she's got some pretty pretty big placements for for in the beginning of her her career i mean she's been doing it big you know she got an oscar when she was like 13 as the little girl in um true grit 
Oh, so, yeah. You know, Haley oh, been doing the big for a minute. She fucked that role up, too, <laughs> man. She killed that shit. Yeah, good stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see her career doing, doing gangbusters. Yeah, but um, we also call it Diabolical, which, boy, man. Yeah, Diabolical was fun. You know me, bro. I am a huge fan of, uh, what is it, an anthology? Yeah. Bro, give me a good subject matter with a bunch of niggas who have some vision on it. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude. And I, and I thought that it started out perfectly. So um, Diabolical is a spin-off season of the boys that shows um some of the storyline behind why the soups are so evil and uh or not why they're so evil but some of the fucked up things that has caused billy the butcher to hunt, hunt them and uh yeah man it's a bunch of different um um animators from the guy who does rick and morty to a uh, they have an anime one at the end mm-hmm. um to there's a Korean uh one directed by a Korean group which is one of my fucking favorites. Um, it's called uh John and Sung Yeah, that's one I oh, told you about. Remember? Gosh, yeah, that, bro. Was, that one was my favorite. Dude, that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I I remember you had mentioned it. Man, was it good? Yes, I absolutely see why. Like, yeah, yeah. That one was was. I'm like, like, I not be, only I the, highly recommend watching it. Not only the the just the the literal portrayal of like the cancer but also like just the deep connection between him and his wife and how far he was willing to go to have just like five more minutes where you know what i mean it was mm-hmm. it was a really great story i'll, I'll fuck with it um, that, that one was the, the resolution one the, though, mark the resolution was so korean though that's so, <laughs> like i love that like the koreans have this this um realism to them that is just is is so surreal like in the end like even in victory there was no happy ending you know what mm-hmm. i mean like there there still had to be finality to it like I, oh it was really really good I do like yeah she was like no nah, no nah, like we can't run from this we got to fight you know what i'm saying yeah like, man. we got to stay uh, that that was super good uh, but so yeah okay totally got sidetracked by the best episode out of them but <laughs> nonetheless the first episode was really good in that uh it set the tone well you know, it was a silent cartoon animated in a more, I wouldn't say retro, but at this point in time, it's older if it's early 90s style, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's Looney Tunes style. Yeah. It's basically emulating the Looney Tunes. And so, yeah, it was. It, it, there was no dialogue, but it, it portrayed a very, you know, uh, compelling story of a scientist who is attempting to uh, awaken the latent powers of uh, of a soup baby and is unable to do so and what happens thereafter and um yeah it, it's it, it it really i think does such a good job of setting the tone of the there's bad guys involved in this then there's people who are kind of caught up in this and then there's this most of the soups who are just kind of like they just want to be humans again and they have no interest or knowledge of what's going on, and it sucks for them. You know what I mean? And it really sucks. We think of them as the soups, so they're the ones getting all the powers, but it really sucks the worst for them because they lose all sorts, all sorts of uh, ability to, to be people. And so, yeah, you got to see that in that very first episode, and then, yeah, pretty much bodies it from there, man. <laughs> um, 
Oh man, so so what what were some of the standout episodes? There was only eight of them, and so there, that was two of them. Um, yeah, the one with the soups with the shit powers was pretty funny. That was I, I would say that was the funniest one. Oh yes, yeah, the Rick and Morty, uh, the one that yeah. the guy who did Rick and Morty directed, which that mm-hmm. one was absolutely so powerful. Because, Papers, <laughs> what's that? Papers. That's oh. the guy that Rick, uh, the the group yeah, Rick yeah, Morty creator voiced. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Morty's voice, uh, voice actor voiced him, and um, yeah, and Picante, uh... Picante balls. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the premise of this story is is that uh, a significant portion of soups um, end up having terrible powers, and then what happens to the soups whose parents, who not only have terrible powers, but their parents then kind of turn their backs on them and then there's uh there's a little orphanage for them and so uh they yeah, find it's out like that a, uh, it's like an x-men mansion parody pretty much yeah oh yeah 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 definitely and so yeah they they end up finding out that the soups are are made by Vought. so then they go to find their parents and they go wreak havoc on 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 their parents and you know hilarity ensues but yeah each one of them has a fucking terrible power gosh <laughs> just like yo dan Harmon. it, it must have been I, do you think dan Harmon wrote hilarious. that one? Uh, i'm not sure uh yo tit face was disturbing bro <laughs> hilarious what about when he milks all over the screen what's that all about this shit was that's funny bro that shit was yeah a lot of the powers are are Frightening to say the least. Fucking Mo Slow. <laughs> oh, the worst. The worst. Oh shit. <clears throat> but yeah, so uh and then there's Ghost. So yeah, Ghost has the most tragic power of all is that she loses all tangibility. So she ends up living to see all of the positive and negative ramifications of their actions. And so uh of course Vought has to go in and clean up behind them and 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 stop them and yeah, needless to say, Homelander's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> hey, man, I just got to wrap it up. We ain't got time while they do no investigation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. And it, once again, man, this really did a great job of 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 putting a, a, a spotlight on Homelander's particular uh, malfunction. And then the, the part where the, there was an episode where him and Black Noir kind of that one was a good one. Have a coming to coming to understanding of each other. That that was very disturbing. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. yeah, Homelander's got a got a real major issue because he never really understands that a lot of the times it's his. Es- Even though the terrorists in that episode retarded, <laughs> they, they they were not good terrorists. You know what I mean? Like they opened fire on him and then begged for mercy. It's like I don't know how that works, bro. You open fire on him with mad weapons. I don't think that this is the point where Mercy is going to be exercised, no matter how superpowered he is. I mean, um, can you really blame them, though? I mean, I, I feel like if uh, that's sort of the natural response, if you don't want to die, I mean, whether or not you regret your actions, your options are pretty limited when you're even a, a face that gets a superpowered. Even if you watched him murder a <laughs> bunch of people, I don't think it's in your best interest to then yell at him that he's a murderer. I'm just saying, if you want to live, we're talking about want to live status. Definitely. (laughs) You're talking about being rational in this situation, but I can definitely see someone who's panicking is not going to do the most rational thing. Yeah. And they're just going to do what comes to their mind first, which is probably to beg for mercy or to scream about what just happened, which is, you know. People love screwing about what just happened. (laughs) Yeah. And then it unfortunately led to... uh, 
the further breakdown of the 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 situation which is to I, be I do expected. like that they um <clears throat> I do like that they 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 flipped a lot of the superman tropes on their head like how when he heat rays um heat rays guns in order to fucking uh disarm villains, I'll heat it up would, which Boom. would never work in real life <laughs> you know same with the uh, uh tying the metal bar around them in real life you just fucking constrict their, their breathing <laughs> so i do like that 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 this episode kind of paid some attention to doing that Oh yeah, like comic books are definitely, definitely fantastical. Because <laughs> a lot of the shit that they do that are like common, common tropes, like hanging people upside down for hours on end after you beat them up, they they might die from those from those injuries. Like I love the um, <clears throat> Spider Man is like yeah. Spider Man be hitting them niggas hard. I love the compilation of the Spider Man and Batman games where they're like, oh, I don't kill people in Spider Man. <laughs> There's like a combo. Off the side of a building, it just leaves the dude there. Like, yo, who's gonna get this dude from like halfway up a building, like seventy five feet up, bro, or seventy five floors up? The Lord will will sort him, okay? Pretty much. <laughs> the Lord will sort him out. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You better hope somebody are gets pretty... to you before the fucking web dissolves, bro. I, I would say that uh, superheroes are pretty vainglorious when it comes to their reckless abandon towards other people's lives. That's <laughs> what happens when you get. Branded a criminal, man. Most of most of society just thinks of it of a, thinks which, of it as a reason to disregard you as a person. Which is also another terrifying part about Homelander, because honestly, is he crazy or is he just acting exactly like somebody who we put in that position would act? Yeah, Homelander's damaged. You know what I mean? I, like, I don't think they've ever like they never tiptoed around that. They made that pretty clear. He's a very damaged individual. You know what I mean? It's but just, can, can you put a normal person in that in that role and and put them in such a uh, a, a a glorified role and idolized role and even have them act any other way? Yeah, of course. Because th- there are lots of celebrities. They may not be. Um, there there are lots of human beings who are worshipped like gods that. Aren't that don't act like pieces of shit? You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not is every celebrity that you know of having a uh, piece of shit personality that's outfacing? That's worship like a god. Uh, lots of musicians are. Yeah. No, I would no, say I'm not saying that they're not worshipped like a god. Both I'm saying worshipped as a god and are not pieces of shit people. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm not familiar with any. Um. But yeah, dude, that's I, I guess I I think that that's part of the, the critique that's going on with Homelander there, though, because he's drunk on power, but it's absolutely power that the people have have given him. And it's like, ugh, it is a terrible mix. Definitely does not do well. It is. But it, it's also more so the um, it's also the combination of it's like similar to Kanye West. Like, how do you help someone who's that powerful? Right, it really is. It's a how do you help someone a... who's that powerful? Like that, I feel like that's really the commentary of Homelander. Like, yeah, a lot of people can recognize that Homelander is damaged, but what are you going to do with that information? And 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 then and that's kind of going to what I'm saying. Like, is Vought the best thing for him? Oh, absolutely not. No, it's, it's Vought is just making the situation worse. Are because then how do you? But, but then we go back to your question: How do you help someone like Homelander? How what do you do? Because he is broken and he is a byproduct of, of I, what they did. You can't help everybody. That's my answer to that. You but can't. he exists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you just let the sociopathic Superman exist in that world? I mean, 
Kanye West, right? Like, how do you... That, that's the thing. If, if there are certain types of... When you have a certain degree of power and your ego mm-hmm. prevents you from taking advice from other people, then you can't be helped. Oh, no, no, I understand. Un- until, until he's willing to be like, oh, shit, maybe well, I should listen to other what people. What happens when, when, when people's lives are online? I think because that's, that's where I'm going. Then you just have it. to pick up the pieces. Unfortunately, I don't believe there's any way to, like... Uh, proactively like get in front of that and prevent that other than straight up isolating the individual you feel me other than isolating the individual because isolating I yourself think Kanye from only hurts himself in the end in the uh, end Kanye directly hurts himself people might be hurt does? by his actions but Kanye is not going out and hurting people he's not going out but yeah there, that is definitely or, a distinction absolutely yeah. like and, and that's Kanye is not yeah. a superpowered murderer definitely exactly and and, <laughs> you know? and, and and so the allegory I think for Homelander I think is a little bit more salient when it comes to like you know what do you do with something like the the, the U.S. military because I think that's what he's had really an allegory for you know because yes there is some some parallels between the the there Kanye West is thing, but but I don't think you would deal with the two mm-hmm. of those things in the same way like I don't think you, you don't deal really... with Homelander not Kanye I'm talking about yeah Homelander. I don't think you would deal with Homelander the same way I don't think you would deal with depowering Homelander the same you would deal with same way you would deal with depowering the military. Okay. So while they, it might be an allegory that's definitely, yeah, I can see how how um, they would compare to each other. I don't think a solution would be comparable between the two of them. Okay. Yeah, because I, you know, I think Homelander's character is real deep. I think that there's a lot of layers to that character. I mean, all of boys in general, it's deep. It's a commentary not only in our society, but on the superhero culture in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, I'm so looking forward to season three. Like this diabolical series, boy, it was it was good. Um, yeah, Aquafina's episode was super weird. <laughs> I had to check out, man. The I, minute the, she started talking to the poo, I skipped to the next one. I no, couldn't do and it. you did, and you had every right to. It didn't get better. It didn't get better. <laughs> it didn't get better. And I was like, yo, I can't. I do knew it. I knew it was extra weird when Carolina was like, that just. Why did you watch that to the end? And I was just like, listen, maybe I wanted to, I listen, maybe I wanted to give it there. There wasn't, it it really wasn't. I gave it a shot. I wanted it to be good. Like I, there's no deeper lesson about, you know, no, there's more poo though. There's more shit monsters though. There's more shit monsters. Oh my God. Um, I I couldn't, I I don't know. Yeah. Shit was odd. Um, (laughs) pun intended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a that one was interesting, um, and by interesting I mean not worth. That was like the one that I was just like, you know, Aquafina, I rock with you, right? I do. Me too, bro. Me too. Like, oh, like I heard your voice and I was with it. it I was saw so the funny. poo and I left. I, I saw. I was so debating whether her character was a guy or girl. At first, I was like, is that a, is that, a girl? <laughs> is that a girl? Because that could be a young guy's voice. <laughs> yeah, Aquafina's voice is pretty raspy. It's a it's a it's a little bit androgynous when because if you put it in that teen range, it could be either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But if it's an adult, it's clearly a woman. And if it was a child, it was you know you'd clearly be able to tell tell the. Uh, yeah, but you got to use the context clues, man. She was hanging out with a group of girls and they were talking about see, their periods I, and shit. See, I'm the weirdo because I thought he was pimping. I thought that he was just like low key. Y'all got these two chicks. They think I'm their friend. I don't know. I thought that that was the storyline going. Even still, bro. Yeah, like, it wasn't working. They're not going to talk about periods with another dude. 
<laughs> but uh, the other one that was good was uh, Pusha Man. That was that was uh, that was my second favorite. Uh, that was a uh, great issue. one, dude. That was my second favorite. That one, one was, was awesome. Yo, why did homie have to get so jacked up, dog? <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> what was he? The Great White Hype? Great White Wonder. The Great, great Wide the great Wonder. Wonder. It was the Great Wide Wonder. Yes. Oh, I totally thought they were saying the Great White Wonder the whole time. <laughs> totally thought that was his name. <laughs> Yo, that shit was yo. He was juiced. Yeah, it's so, about so, some flying high, son. So evidently, yeah, the uh, the the premise of this episode was uh, all of the soups have a vice. A lot of their vices are drugs. Billy gets a hold of one of the main uh, dealers that the soups trust. Oh, dear. And turn and turns them. And boy, oh boy, does that end terribly for some of the soups Bruh, involved, man. Ridiculous. Well, and 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 they should have stopped that nigga at his third Sonic Boom pass. I'd be like, yo, get that nigga out of the sky. What is he doing, bro? He's celebrating. He's so yeah, happy, one of the soups know? can fly really He's fast. Award. His whole thing is is that he can um I guess absorb kinetic energy and just keep going faster and faster. And We're so, gonna say he's discount Superman, son. Doesn't matter how he does it. Nah, Superman bullshit. would never get crumpled like that, bro. <laughs> Superman hits some That's tons of things That's where the word on. discount comes oh, okay. in. Gotcha. Discount Superman. Bro, don't. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't try to play Superman if you don't have the whole move set. Don't play Superman without the whole move set, bro, because his move set is very complimentary, and that super strength. Goes with the super speed and flight. And so this nigga <laughs> didn't go with the whole move set yet. And so uh he was all jacked up on candy doing yeah. laps. He was on laps. Them, he's on them like uh super butt enemas. Yeah, and 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 yeah. He was supposed to do a precision maneuver and it was not precise enough. <laughs> I mean, it was not. It was pretty precise. He got it right in the gut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the good I guess <laughs> it was precise and not accurate. You feel me? Like shit. Yo, that was animated so well too, like it in was. slow motion. It was an homage to episode of one of boys where oh. fucking what's her face gets disintegrated. Bro, well, damn, Robin, why they do you like that, girl? <laughs> that was fucked up what they did to Robin, bro. Oh, because yo, when I first saw that show, I just I wasn't expecting that. I was unfamiliar with the graphic novel. I heard it was a superhero show. I was like, this is gonna be cool. Man, they FRM that poor girl instantaneously. Yep. First three minutes. She got fucking wrecked. Yeah, and needless to say, his suit held him together. Yeah. <laughs> Everything inside the suit, not too sure how well that was doing. And uh piece of shit ironclad uh uh died instantly, which is better than he deserved. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose he's not that bad of a person. It's not like he kills the kids whose blood he drinks. Which one's Ironclad? Ironclad's the dude whose stomach he ran through. Remember, oh, that- uh, Odie told him that the only he likes to drink the blood of uh, uh, suffering children. Oh shit! Oh, you missed that part of the episode, I huh? Did. The only- <laughs> they they slid that in real quick, bro. <laughs> and it's the only way he gets a hard on and shit. Yeah, that that was one of the when they were talking about Ironclad. This one, that's why at, at the end, uh, Butcher was like two for the price of one. Right? You can't beat that. Damn. I just thought that he was uh he was collateral damage in, in Billy the Butcher's uh crusade, which as we all know, man, he's all about damage. that superhero collateral mm-hmm. damage. He loves that shit. Oh, there's more soups? Feel me? Love when a nigga brings Damn, whole one left? just a bigger piece Fuck. of cake for me to chew a hole through. That's yo, Billy the Butcher don't play that shit. And uh, that song isn't used quite enough in that in that show. <laughs> that song is never used enough anywhere. Bro. Yeah, yeah. It starts so, out a little strong. 
<laughs> yeah, so it starts out really strong. It starts out mildly aggressive. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Diabolical definitely, definitely hit, man. I love me a good anthology. Yeah, there were some super fun ones. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, let's just move on into some of these here uh, topics of the of the week. Nothing good was really going on. Just really a bunch of fuck shit. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll start out with, with the general malfeasance of the gaming community. So Gran Turismo uh, Seven, mm-hmm, I believe, mm-hmm. yes, just dropped recently, and the game is super solid. Great graphics. You know, they have pretty much held steady with their with the uh, a great condition of their physics engine and their racing and so forth. Um, but unfortunately they chose to take the route of trying to monetize a, a $70 game and not just monetize it through the price, but through microtransactions. And so rightfully the community kind of gave them some backlash and was like, yo, we don't, think that this is the way to take Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is a, you know, mainly offline with optional multiplayer that is a standalone experience that, you know, we like we like where it was, you know, like we don't want to encourage this series to go into the uh, hyper-monetization uh, route. Needless to say, uh, the... Um, the publishers of Gran Turismo uh, responded in a very unique manner, and that is by decreasing the value of all of the monetization that cur- currently is in the game <clears throat> and n- making it so that the all of the same rewards are available through monetization, but now they all take, I think, 20% more currency to get. So, pretty much, what I get from that is is shut the fuck up and and race, bitch. That can, that can't mean nothing else. That it can mean nothing else, right? Bro. There is no other interpretation of that, right? Like there. I like I can imagine like if you didn't want to do anything, if you had no intention of changing it, leaving it the same way would have been like, in my opinion, like a very strong message. But decreasing the value. After an onslaught of backlash, whoo, whoo, these devs got some balls, bro. I'm telling you, bro, that's ballsy, man. They've made their choice. It's yeah, not, it's not that they don't know what they're doing; is they've made their choice, and they're 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 hoping that the whales will be able to carry them through. Yeah, and 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 I and see, this is the problem with this business model, and this is a problem that I see personally with. Uh, the gaming industry at large um, due to the adaptation of mobile monetization wholesale throughout the industry. And that is, is in an environment where we encourage them to do whatever it takes to make money. This is the, this route is exceedingly appealing to them because the cap of money they can make is almost infinite. And the amount of people they need to participate with the monetization is very small. I think that the last time that I reported on that, it was um like, what, 10% of the industry was providing 
uh, 80% of the revenue or something of that, some ridiculous ratio like that. So if we're encouraging them to do whatever it takes to make money and they're finding this to be an exceedingly profitable scheme to manipulate because of the very small portion of people who actually participate in the monetization, they are going to start making games that tailor towards that. And unfortunately, those people aren't playing, aren't participating in the monetization because of the quality of the monetization and how great and innovative the monetization is. They're participating with that monetization because it is, it is manipulative. It's part, it's parlaying their addiction and it's, it's not a healthy, um, it's not a healthy consumer relationship. And so now that that's being spread throughout the whole industry, we have this very unhealthy consumer relationship becoming prevalent in games in which the consumer isn't even used to having a relationship with the dev outside of purchasing the game. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, a, it's a very unfortunate corruption of the market that isn't even particularly due to any one person being a shitbag. You know, it's like you can't point at a Bobby Kotick as to why monetization in gaming is bad. You know what I mean? Monetization in gaming is bad because of the confluence of, of, of the technology with the particular vulnerabilities of the audience. You dig what I'm saying? And, 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 and I think it sucks that Gran Turismo, as a game that I, that I grew up knowing as one of the best, you know, standalone, you know, single-player experiences available in this genre to like go that route that 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 really i i find is it sucks but um yeah you know for that i would i would have i wouldn't have thought it was as noteworthy if they would have just like been like hey guys this is what it is but the fact that they have shown such contempt for the the community the online community at large boy you know I've been seeing a lot of that come from devs, you know what I mean? Because, like, you have, um, there's a dev studio called Artesian Entertainment, I believe, that um, they were doing, like, an online sweepstakes. They were streaming um, an online sweepstakes, and one of the content creators that won the giveaway, I guess, was a smaller content creator, and they just want, they, they, they just shamed them online and was like, you're not even big enough to receive this. So then they went and got a different winner. You know what I mean? Like the devs are just being very malicious towards the community of people um, that, that generate the secondary market value to their, to their software. And that's really shitty. You know, I'm, I'm really sad to see that. Cause that's, that's <sighs> feels like an unforced era. You know, like, what what do you gain from shitting on these people? Like, it was a free PC that was giving, being given away to someone else for promotion. Like, you know what I mean? I don't I don't see where they're gaining. Um, and then the worst part is, is that with Gran Turismo's move, it's hurting directly the 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 the, the community of people who are on their side. The people who are. Because the people who are complaining are obviously the people who probably don't partake in the monetization anyway. So by them making it more arduous to grind out 
the the and more expensive to grind out the stuff only hurts the people who are already purchasing to grind out the stuff you know what i mean and so that's really that's really sad because like at that point you're definitely taking advantage of them you're taking advantage of people because they're 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 they are behaving in a in a in a very obviously irrational manner you know and and you know you look at uh square enix they they recently launched their mario kart clone and they just recently like that shit bombed because of microtransactions <laughs> and and it's just like yo <clears throat> some game they, they some game uh some game pla- uh genres don't lend well to monetiz- to 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 the mobile style monetization and the mobile community i feel took to the monetization scheme for whatever reason but moving on to to these more console based uh genres you can't you you can't expect that and 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 ramming it down people's throat is only going to give them a bad taste for that mon- that monetization scheme in the future so i think that overall they're 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 shooting themselves in the foot, you know, by trying to 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 overreach with the with the the mobile monetization in console gaming. But hey, I mean, the, the failures are speaking for themselves. You know what I mean? Beyond just my opinion, none of these games are particularly doing well, and so I hope that they read the room and they don't just like stay the course. I mean, you know, the good thing about capitalism is you don't have to hope. Nobody's the only reason why they tried it the first time is because they thought it would work. Feel me? Once they have definitive proof that it doesn't work, ain't nobody gonna give them the money to try that same shit again. I hope so because EA EA pushed that bullshit line. EA's a a little different. EA's a little different. Remember, Mm -hmm. EA's been voted worst company on the internet or by the internet for several years running, and they've been this way since like. EA's been EA. EA's not going to change. EA's not going to be any less shitty ever. They have made their choice to to do that sort of thing. That's their whole niche. Mm-hmm. It's who they are. Yeah, and, and so I just hope that other big, big uh, companies in the industry don't try to force it. Pretty because... much exactly. Yep. It's <sighs> like you, can, you can't hope for the scumbags to not be scumbags. All you can hope is that the good ones don't fall to the wayside. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's tempting, you know what I mean? Of course it's it is. It's really tempting. Because when it works, it works fucking well. Oh, it's When it works, you don't have to try at all, and you just rake in cash. Yo, and because everybody wants to try and, you know, make do, that, get that, that get their success. Do you know how much uh, legal action would have to be taken against EA for its um, work with FIFA on the loot boxes and so forth like that to actually begin... To scratch the profits they made from those games. Because the thing is, is that those games and loot boxes in general don't take a lot of development. And we know EA was literally putting out the same game year after year after year to the point where they forgot to take off some of the prior year's labels on some of those games. So, in terms of the in-game promotions. EA can can also afford to do that, too, because... mm -hmm. Because they have they have exclusivity on sports, right? They literally have no competition, so therefore they can yeah. do whatever they want to. It's not like they can literally be like, okay, go go play NBA 2K somewhere else. Oh, wait. 
Yeah, so when you own a big brand you, or or when you have exclusivity with a big brand, you could do that. You know what I mean? And just keep raking in millions. And I, I think that if you were to go over the course of, let's say, 2018 to, to 2022, they've gotten billions in dollars off of these sports franchises with almost zero input. They don't give a fuck how much illegal shit they did. If you do anything other than claw back 97% of their profits, they've made money. They're sitting pretty, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, unfortunately, the, the business model encourages this kind of, of, of shitty game development. And, you know, I think that a lot of Japanese development studios have been fighting this for a lot longer than the American studios. The American studios just came to it way faster because i think this has been the internal struggle of square enix for decades now you know what i mean because they're they're over they're 20 plus years into their merger right oh yeah yeah Yeah, so 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 this has been always what square enix has been going through but square enix the game developers i guess were able to maintain they had a certain uh uh ethics to the games that they would be willing to make that that kept the the games that they were making in a in a certain um quality whereas the american developers have no they don't under, they don't even know what ethics are and so when they were offered like hey would you would you offer gambling to kids they immediately jumped on it and immediately the entire genre that was main that was being uh uh developed heavily in the west the sports genre immediately got subsumed by that. You know what I mean? Like they had zero resilience to that, to that corruption. And that sucks. You know what I mean? Cause we, we complain so much about the, the encroachment of corporate, uh, corporate structure on, on square Enix games. I, I mean, people shat on final fantasies as they started to become more structured and, 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 and change towards action RPG stuff. You know what I mean? And and that was generally handed down from the the the, uh, the popularity of those games at the time, but they actually withstood it way better than the other genres that we've seen, because like mobile gaming instantly was subsumed by 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 that corruption, and and uh, because even sports sports games used to have innovation. You remember they added like modes. They used to do shit like, yo, you could change, like, the stadium, you know what I mean? The customization, the different types of character creators. Remember used- NFL Blitz and NBA Street? Bro, there was fucking innovation in that in that industry. But as soon as they fucking got to the loot boxes, instantaneously corrupted the industry. There wasn't a... I don't know of one innovation in the industry once loot boxes and, and card, quote-unquote, card packs came to sports games. I'll wait. You know what I mean? Not that you play sports games and would be able to provide one, but you know, I I'm pretty sure I haven't seen one because despite not playing sports games, I follow them, their development quite closely, like every other genre. And dude, literally the last fucking real uh innovation I saw was when they allowed you to uh update your roster online from year to year through a season pass. That was their biggest innovation, quote unquote. And that's stretching it. 
You know what I mean? That's not even a gameplay innovation. So yeah, needless to say, um, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I got to give a lot more credit to the Japanese studios for having resisted the overreach of corporate monetization for as long as they did, because Western studios, boy, did they fold. But uh, yeah, moving on from that, dude. Uh, the Elden Ring saga. So Elden Ring has been doing amazing. Gangbusters, the game came out amazing. It's received its first update, fixed a lot of the scaling issues, glitches, and bugs. Um, released, uh, I think, as a minor content um, update on some quest lines, things like that. Awesome, right? I was unaware that. So Bandai Namco recently uh, put out that they uh, gave uh, bonuses to the From Software team because of how well the, the game did. Needless to say, they needed to because the average so From Software developer who worked on Elden Ring is only making $30,000 a year in Tokyo. Living in Tokyo, <clears throat> Ugh. like that is not a, a, a commensurate salary for anyone living in Tokyo. By the way, I know that I gave their salaries in American dollars, and the cost of living in Tokyo is different. But I'm telling you, if you convert that over, Tokyo is the biggest city in Japan. There is no way you can live anywhere in Tokyo on that salary, and that shit is crazy. Because this is not from software's first successful game. And I'm not saying that their their employees should be making, you know, ridiculous amounts of money, but when the average salary for software developers in Tokyo is eighty thousand dollars a year, roughly equivalent, it, it it's rough, man. From software, like they're keeping themselves afloat clearly through wage suppression because that that's rough, man. Cause I mean, they have Sekiro Neo. No, no, I'm sorry. Not Neo. They have Sekiro. They have dark souls. They have bloodborne and they have demon souls. All very successful games. I think that I, they, they own a whole genre. And now they have Elden Ring. They created a genre. You know what I mean? And it just, it, it really sucks because it, it, it almost seems like at, it, there is not a studio in this industry that's not exploiting workers in one way or another. And, you know, yes, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, measure what's better, sex, uh, sexual harassment exploitation or wage theft exploitation. It's all bad. You know what I mean? Like, world, and we can't expect any workplace to be perfect. But for the for these studios to be committing the kinds of exploitation that they are so widely throughout their companies, it, 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 something's got to give. Something's got to give because that doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? That after so many years, this development studio, first of all, the, the fact that it's just now becoming, you know, public knowledge that their developers are so widely underpaid is crazy. But um, the fact that the industry encourages software developers to just act like that's normal. Like, yeah, you know, software developers don't get paid. What? Like... 
I, I'm I'm not exactly sure how how we deal with that, you know, because on this con- that's not a consumer end issue. I don't think that it we can hold the consumers responsible for the fact that the companies are not paying people. You know what I mean? Like as much as I try to be a mindful consumer and 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 vote with my dollar and only support companies that 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 I that I can say are ideologically in line with me. That's a lot to ask of someone when these big collaborative efforts come, to, you know what I mean, are, are, are the things that we're consuming. You know, at, at some point, you know, the industry at large has to bear some responsibility for like, yo, how, you know, how is it that this is not an industry standard and an industry that's as international as this one? You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it's it's something that that hopefully the more it comes to light is the the better. You know, sunshine is the best antiseptic. It, I'm hoping that that can be the case here. But yeah, you know that's 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 pretty much been the long and short of the the gaming sphere and everything else has pretty much been uh, the general world politics that we've been seeing going on. I did see this going on in Minneapolis. Now, I've always I'm always very critical of 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 the big nationwide uh, unions in America because a lot of them have been particularly detrimental in terms of their social responsibility. So you have you know like the teachers union, which I believe has done more disservice to teachers than benefit. And part of why I say that is because in most major cities, they have bargained away their ability to strike by putting on such onerous uh, burdens onto the striking teachers that it is almost never in their interest to, to try to, to strike to get what they get what they need. Needless to say, that has not stopped the Minnesota, uh, I'm sorry, the Minneapolis, Minnesota teachers from going on strike uh, because of mismanagement and the health protocols for their school system. Now, this is, I gotta gotta support the striking teachers, even if I don't support the way that the union is enacted overall. Because these teachers are putting a huge amount on the line by by choosing to actually go on strike. I believe this is actually the second week of them being on strike, and this is something that you have we haven't seen from the the Minnesota uh, teachers or the Minneapolis teachers for over fifty years. So they have been sh- uh, gone on strike since pretty much before they bargained away all of their their uh their ability to get paid while on strike to maintain seniority post strike so so pretty much what ends up happening is is that whenever uh teachers and this is in most major cities go on strike they put themselves at a uh, an extreme uh disadvantage because they will not if if their strike goes through and ends up getting concessions, 
they cannot recoup. They can't hold the school system responsible for recouping uh, lost wages from the strike. They cannot. They lose seniority by one year per week of striking. Which is absurd if you understand how seniority works. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty and 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 that's just the two most egregious um setbacks that I that I saw. But it, it goes on, the list goes on and on. And so I, I I show a lot of solidarity with them that I hope they get some changes because, you know, the good thing about uh the pretty much the solidarity of the of the teachers unions is that at least whatever concessions they get here should get pushed out to other other union entities throughout the country you know and and if if progress is going to be made in baby steps that's that's how it happens you know and so you know america's education system needs massive work massive work and one of the areas is in the the health and hygiene of of the students on on these individual school campuses and so you know the the at least the minnesota teachers are fighting for something that's relevant and something that that's that's worthwhile you know and they're not fighting mask mandates or some bullshit like that because gosh <laughs> so much fucking uh progressive uh energy is lost fighting for causes that just aren't even worth fighting for but yeah, I thought that that was interesting. But that's pretty. There wasn't too much else going on um, domestically that I saw. Um, I did see this. Um, so if you're familiar, we have uh, Ambassador Thomas. Her last name is Thomas Greenfield, uh, who was addressing the UN Council, and she was presenting America's uh, case that America, uh, that Russia was using illegal cluster munitions uh, in Ukraine. Needless to say, within 24 hours, there had to to be a retraction stated because all of the evidence that she was using was falsified, essentially, and that the UN, when they went to go actually investigate, found that none of the evidence provided was actually genuine. And it just sucks because this is another case of, you know, you have this African-American woman who was put into uh, a place of power we're, we're happy for her but she ends up just being pushed out in front of a, a a firing squad to take a bunch of fucking bullets to total line that i'm pretty sure the people who gave her that intel knew it was fake you know this is the she gets that intel from the intelligence agencies so if they don't know that it's faked then what the fuck are they, then what's going on you know what i mean and so either one of two things happened with her. She was either put out in there to take a bunch of uh, of, of bullets in Operation Hide Behind Darkie, or she believes that shit. You know what I mean? And and neither of those two things sp- speak well, because either she she's not discerning enough to know when she's being lied to, which is something that we need from somebody who is at that level of of leadership. Or, or she's complicit. And, you know, we really have to be very, very weary of, of black faces in, in high places. Black faces in high places are not, uh, uh, are not indicative of, of, of people being uh, in, in a genuine place. You know, we have to judge 
based on the actions that they take when they're in those roles. We can't presuppose that having those people, because look at Colin Powell. Colin Powell's political career was trashed by George George Bush's presidency and his his participation in that launch of 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 war on Iraq. He trashed his political career, and ain't not not a single one of those motherfuckers came to his defense. And nowadays he's taking his 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 rocks on his own. You know what I mean? And so yeah, you know we we have to stop presupposing that that the black people who are put into these administration positions are are good people and we have to stop uh uh allow you know allowing ourselves to be used in that way you know i really hope that 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 her statements aren't used to to further disqualify her her discretion because you know that's that we're so proud of these women when they make it to these positions. You know, I would hate to see them mar their legacies, you know, toting a line that they themselves didn't honestly believe in. But yeah, that 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 really that really sucked seeing that happen. But uh yeah, you know you know you have uh Clarence Thomas's wife was recently subpoenaed cuz she was at uh the January 6th rallies and it's like <clears throat> dude, really? Clarence Thomas's wife. This is, Clarence Thomas is the Black Supreme Court justice, by the way. What the fuck his wife is doing at the January at the January sixth insurrection? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> like I just I I can't imagine what the black political class is saying amongst themselves right now. Cause that 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 shit is that that's pretty defamatory to me, to me at least. You know, like that shit should be disqualifying if it comes to to being a leader in the black community. But needless to say, nobody will talk about that shit. I mean, but Clarence Thomas is a is a Republican though, isn't he? Uh, is he? I'm not sure of his political affiliation. I know that he's not. He has not voted progressively on the Supreme Court. So whether he calls himself a Republican or a Democrat, I'm not sure. <laughs> It is entire, it's entirely superficial to me, I guess. But yeah, there was that. You know, you had, uh, you got, you got Volodymyr coming in and and addressing the the Senate uh, this week. Which, listen, my heart goes out to Ukrainian people. You know, I I I really sincerely wish them the best in defending their homes, but. For Zelensky to come here and call for a no-fly zone, fully well knowing that the international community has recognized the no-fly zone as an act of war. The international community. It's not even just like we say that because we're looking to make a red line that can be crossed. Internationally. Germany, France, the UN, everyone recognizes like, yo, if we put up a no-fly zone there, very likely going to start a war. So for him to come here and try to put the moral uh, 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 onus on us that if we don't, that we're somehow not supporting our role internationally as as peacekeepers, man, that's some manipulative bullshit. And that I, that I don't appreciate. I hate when people try to pull in your heartstrings to get you to act 
in, in a rash manner that's only going to get your ass beat. You know what I mean? Like, Ukraine's already in the fight. You know what I mean? So I get it. You want us to get into the fight with you. But that's the, that's not going to actually benefit our interest at all. So you're asking us to get into a big-ass fight. You know what I mean? For for your only your interest. That's a tall order. It's a tall order. You know, and 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 it's coming out now that he's talking with Putin about giving him assurances that NATO won't be expanding into Ukraine when he could have did that shit the whole fucking time. That's what Putin's been asking for this whole fucking time. That's what he's using as a pretext for what he's doing. I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying that this was something that could have been done prior to the loss of life to assure that it didn't happen. You know what I mean? So let, 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 let's be honest with each other. You know what I mean? I, I don't want people to be misled by these emotional appeals because they are impassioned. And I do believe him when he asks for it. It don't make it right. You shouldn't manipulate, you shouldn't emotionally manipulate people when, especially when it comes to the sacrifice of, of life and limb. But that that that's that's my opinion. I don't I doubt that uh he gives a fuck about that. He's trying to get his <laughs> trying to get as much help as possible. Um Yeah, and then you got this is I thought this shit was hilarious. So Russia is uh Russia announced that they're sanctioning American officials and he state they stated Biden and a bunch of uh, uh, American congressional people. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, so essentially Russia has agreed to enforce American sanctions? Because that's one of those things that's like, you can't fire me, I quit. It's like, but I fired you first. I already said you're fired. You can't just one-up me by, by, by you know, semantically saying that you're now doing, like, nah, that's not how that works. You know, Russia, Russia sanctioning America is essentially them enforcing in, enforcing American sanctions, which I guess they want to play word games at this point. It's the only war they're going to win because <laughs> they it doesn't look like they're winning the ground war in Ukraine, which, boy, I did not see this on my 2022 bingo card. So evidently volunteers uh, who are going to Ukraine from other countries like UK, Canada, stuff like that, America, uh, they're saying like, yo, they're wilding, yo. They're putting us out in the front lines and they're not even giving us lodgings. Like they're sending us out to 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 stage battlefronts. They're not even using us as auxiliary forces. Like we're the front line. And, and on top of that, they're not even like, Tell, they're taking our passports and not letting us leave when we find out what these deployments are looking like. Like, damn, Ugh. I did not, I did not see the Ukrainians hiding behind the foreigners and then taking all the credit for the victories on my 2022 bingo card. But it sounds about right. It makes sense. I don't know why people are so eager to go to war, man. We got nothing to do with you, bro. Bro, it really didn't though. At this point, if that's what happens when you get over there, it's fucked up. But you walked into a war zone. It's a war zone. Nothing ever goes right in a war zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I'm not exactly sure what you thought was going to happen when they didn't tell you beforehand where the fuck you were sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, when you flew into Ukraine and didn't fly into official, like, a, a syllabus of how this goes down, I'd have been worried. Because, listen, 
I don't know who told you what, but war is planned. You know what I mean? Like there, there, there is, there should be at least a whole protocol for how this goes down. You know what I mean? And, and boy, does it look like, uh, none of that's being followed. It is quite the shit show, but I mean, what else did we expect really? You know? And, and that's a shame, you know, cause a lot of those people I think are, they're well-intentioned and I don't think they're bad people. I don't think that everyone who has been brainwashed by uh, American war propaganda or British war propaganda or Australian war propaganda, I don't think they're all technically bad people. I think they have done something very stupid. And so, you know, I don't wish bad things on stupid people. You know, I don't wish bad things on bad people. And so I don't, you know, I, I, I do hope that these people can learn their lesson without paying the ultimate price you know what i mean and that's that's the the part that they should have gotten from i'm going to a war zone is that you run the risk of making a mistake that costs you the ultimate price and while that's a noble inclination to have you probably should refrain from doing that (laughs) unless it's happening in your backyard in which case you don't particularly have an option you know what i mean like part- participating in in invade or uh, uh in fighting back an invasion is something that is best left to the people who have a vested interest in that land because otherwise you're given you you uh it's something that we we yell at hood niggas for all the time and that's busting guns over a house or a neighborhood you don't even own you know what i mean it's stupid when hood niggas do it. It's stupid when when young white boys do it in Ukraine. Like fighting tooth and nail with guns over over land and resources that have nothing to do with you is a bad look. And it rarely ever ends well. And that's how this episode will end. We appreciate all you guys for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to subscribe to us on patreon.com or anchor FM. You could also find us on uh the social medias on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Rico GVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.